Welcome to the Glow Through It podcast. I'm your host, Adriana Carrig, the CEO and founder of Little Words Project, and I have with me my co-host and sidekick, Mariah Grippo. We created this podcast to bring you inspiration, laughter, guidance, and most importantly, friendship, as we all glow through life together. Catch new episodes every other Thursday on Spotify and Apple streaming platforms. Follow us on Instagram at Glow Through It Podcast for behind-the-scenes content and information on upcoming episodes. And of course, shop the LWP brand at littlewordsproject.com and use the code GLOWTHROUGHIT to receive 15% off your order. Thanks, Thanks for, for tuning, tuning in. in. Okay. So I... I'm single. <laughs> Sorry. I never know where to start or how. This is the hard part. That's a good spot. You are very single. Mm-hmm. And it's- I guess well, it's good because last week's episode was about my, my struggles. The thing that we always joke about with me is my fertility. And the thing we always joke about with you is your inability to find and keep a man. Actually, no. You have a wonderful ability to find a man. Oh, I could find them. You could find them. They find you. They find me. I find them. It's a mutual find. Right. But then, see what happens. (laughs) They go. (laughs) You get dropped. (laughs) Right. And I think it's safe to say that 2019 specifically was the year of me getting dropped. (laughs) A lot of times, okay? Right. So many times. And I partially blame myself. Mm. I so partially fun. blame myself. I'll take credit. I know. You You always did bring me back down. Like anytime where I was like, is this me? You'd be like, yeah. <laughs> this one's you. This one's your – you need to work on that. But then there were times where it just wasn't me. Oh, my God. No, I – As was- Shaggy once said. I- <laughs> <laughs> right. It wasn't me. Um, there were definitely times, I'd say most of these, the equations mm-hmm. um, were truly two parties involved, two, two, two that tangoed in the downfall. <laughs> it yeah. was not just one. You just so happened to spot the downfall from like a mile away. Mm. And in some ways, you almost preemptively bring on the downfall because you could see it coming. Like you're like, okay, this guy's going to play me. And then as a result, you almost, I don't want to say you manifest it, but you do almost bring it to fruition. It's hard to date ever at any time. Um, But I would say it's fair to say that it's especially hard to date during this current state of the world in today's culture and being a millennial. All of that makes it a little harder. Well, I think and I it's say hardest this- for millennials because we grew up in this age of yeah. everything changing from what the normal was for like our family and our parents to what the normal is now for kids growing up. Like they won't, I wonder if they would find it hard. They might just be like, oh, I don't even think this is difficult. I think because we, you know what it is? Millennials had very serious relationships at a young age because it was before the time of dating apps. And then as we grew, so did the world. And now people who aren't dating people from that they met when they were younger are really struggling because they're so used to like 
how many of us had like serial high school boyfriends? Like I was, I went boyfriend to boyfriend and nobody was like confused by that. It was just like a normal, now it's like, you're lucky if you get a second date out of a Bumble, Bumble match. You're lucky if you get a text back. Right. A second date. Right. Date where? That's why it's so hard on millennials because I feel like the young kids right now, they don't go through that as much because they're, they've always dated in this technology, technology age. They never dated outside of it. And we kind of did. Okay. Let's, let's just get into the stories because honestly, this is too much. This is too much. It's dumb. What it could have, should have talked. Okay. Starting with, I don't want to start with anyone before your college boyfriend, because that is the beginning of you and I, when you first started working for Little Words Project, you were dating, should we call him a new name? Let's just call him, let's call him basketball. Okay. So basketball started in college. I was going to graduate and he was going to transfer to play basketball at another school in Oklahoma. We had only been talking for like four months before he was going to move. And at the fourth month mark, the coach was like in Oklahoma was like, okay, you're going to come over here next month. You're not going to be going to Rutgers anymore. You're coming over to Oklahoma. And at which point this man had tears in his eyes and he was like, Mariah, I will not go to Oklahoma. If you don't stay with me, I will stay at Rutgers. I won't transfer, but if you will stay with me, then I'll go. We could do long distance, but if you say no, I won't do long distance, I will stay. Mm. And I was like, oh, that sounds a little crazy to me. Sounds like the but groundwork it might, of lies. But it, but it might sound like the groundwork of love because, you know, <laughs> that's where we get it twisted. So we made long distance work as best as we could. There was obviously trust issues deep within the relationship just because how, how do you trust somebody you've met you've been with for four months and then now you're just long distance. Right. You know what I mean? It was so hard. You questioned a lot, but also I questioned you, a lot. You were given reason to question. Let's, let's right. fast forward. Let's fast forward to, should we dropping go, a pin? Should we go into the pin drop? <laughs> just, I think you just tell the pin drop story really quick. Cause I'll take too long with it. The pin drop story is Mariah was visiting basketball one weekend in Oklahoma. And in a moment of weakness, she looks through his phone and sees that, she, that he had dropped a pin to a random number on mm. the previous Saturday. And mm. so she, being Mariah, goes outside and calls this number <laughs> and asks the female on the other end of the phone who, the, who she was and says, look, look I, you know, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be crazy. I just want to know, like, this is my boyfriend's phone number. So I'm just trying to understand why he was dropping you a pin. And she goes, oh, he has a girlfriend. I never would have known this. I, he was certainly not acting like it. Uh, he dropped mm-hmm. the pin to get him to come to my, you know, he wanted me and my girlfriend to come to him and his friend's house after the club. Hey guys, Mariah here. Now, I know what you're probably thinking. You really called that girl to find out the truth about why he dropped his location to her? In the moment, I knew if I flat out asked him about it, he would make up a story. Even once I asked him who she was, he told me that he was actually playing wingman for his friend and the pin drop was for the friend, not for him. I continued to give this person the benefit of the doubt, even though I knew in my heart our relationship lacked the one thing you need in a long distance relationship and any relationship in general, trust. But like I said to Adriana, how can we have ever expected to have a foundation of trust when we basically only knew each other for four months before deciding to embark on this huge commitment 
it just felt like excuse after excuse, explanation after explanation, and I honestly was beginning to feel tired of needing for him to explain things to me. I think that's fair, right? I think we have to touch on this as a, as a concept and as a whole, because I do want people out there, like if you are going through some sort of dating situation like this, where like your guy has a reason for everything and there are so many red flags, but you're still just like making excuses for him. That's okay. I mean, you're entitled to, to come to terms with what you need to learn in your own time, but red flags are called red flags for a reason. You know, you're not gonna, I do believe very strongly that people can change and that, you know, everyone deserves a second chance and all that good stuff. But I do believe very deeply in the necessity of, of a break and to walk away from a situation so that that person can understand that they need to get better for you. Because if they're not going to get better for you, then first of all, they're not going to get better for you while they still have you. Cause why would they? And if they're not going to get better for you, um, without you, then they're not, ever the guy that that's it it's over it's it's, yeah. it's like dodge a bullet either way so anyway just wanted to say that because I know there are a lot of girls who like have taken back guys who maybe lied to them or cheated on them or whatever but that's sure. okay. like you're entitled to do what you need to do in your own time I just if you were my best friend it would be very hard for me to overlook yeah I think I think it was hard for everyone I mean my my family and my friends had a difficult time with that relationship just because of the long distance element alone Mm. that's like really I mean they knew that that was really hard on me it was lonely it was sad um you know we we and and I felt that I really did love him and and my family felt it too like my family really cared about him um because he didn't have any family in the country all that so my family got really close to him so to know that little things were happening Sometimes I'd be embarrassed too. I wouldn't want to bring it to my family. I wouldn't want to bring these little things to my friends because um, I was really just confident in making it work. And that's another thing I think with real relationships today that like sometimes we know that something's not 100% correct, but we also know that like, We've maybe, invested so much time and now it's- Yeah, like maybe we're thing. kind of in it and it's like, I'm already here. Like, I really care about this person. I know they care about me, but they're young. They're an athlete. They're this, they're that. And you make up these excuses and and you almost can't blame me. Like, they're, yeah. even now, I'm like, yeah. I can't blame myself for caring about him. He was sweet. He was gentle. He wasn't He wasn't a, a, a bad, uh, evil person. He just wasn't for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he wasn't ready to grow up for me and he wasn't ready to treat me I think the right way. I think there's something to that too. Just like, it, it is just a fact that women mature quicker than, than men do. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, you and we are, as women are able to rationalize things with that concept in our heads. We're like, okay, well, they're going to, they're going to catch up, you know, they're going to, and they, and they do eventually. They sometimes do. But you do have to also value yourself and know that if it's the right guy, he's going to catch up quickly because he's going to understand that it's now or never because he'll lose you otherwise. But you have the power to tell him that if you just sit back and say, lay it on me, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to stick around no matter what I I am put through. Right you know, they're going to, they're going to, you end up with what you put up with. Mm-hmm. And that's just the reality. <laughs> Look, I'm not, I'm not here to like deny my reality at all. I have trust issues just from like my, my childhood that yeah. it should not explain your, it should not be an excuse for who you are now. And, and I do try to like live by not letting my past 
be who I am today because again, that's just dragging baggage into your next thing and your next thing, and your next thing. So I, I don't want to be that person, but, that's but you do also have to, like, you have to give validity where it's due. It is yeah. valid that like, I don't trust motherfuckers out here. Sorry. Yeah. I don't, I have a really hard time with it, whether it's friends, uh, employees, right. Anything at the post office, I'm like, oh no, that and you have you just lied, and, and you have every reason to have those trust issues. I mean, that it's it's part of it's part of what you experienced growing up, and we all have wounds that lead to things that carry over into our present day that you can't you can't just like put a bandaid on it. So yeah, it, it yeah. And, and I've witnessed you. I've also though witnessed you grow immensely over the sure. past few years. And go from being someone who has no trust whatsoever to someone who can like move past certain things and not mm-hmm. harp on other, you know, like you have gotten mm-hmm. so much better. So that's why it's like, yeah, you had no trust in that moment. You did go through his phone on multiple occasions. Guess what? <laughs> I don't, I'm not against people who go through people's phones just so we're clear. Right. I'm, you, there, you there'll be a couple times. Eyes peeled, girl. There'll be a couple times where you might text me like, Hey, Mariah, should I go through Bill's phone? And I'm like, yeah, just do it for all oh, time's no. sake. I don't, I don't, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, that's not true because I just go through it. I'm not out here asking you permission. Right. <laughs> no, I, I haven't gone through it in a minute. There's literally nothing good there anymore. It's unfortunate. But every once in a while, I like to keep him on his toes, all right? You got to keep men on their toes. Anyway, yeah, that's- do a little creep, one, two, three, um, in and out. Don't tell them we said so. Um, <laughs> Here's the thing. So in the situation when we officially broke up, I – I actually, that was in my face in a way that I felt like it was a sign from God. And I'll, and I'll talk about the God component mm-hmm. in two different scenarios here, because I think God had me two different times in this. I mean, God always got me and God got you people. Got okay. You. Right. And you. Oh, oh yeah. God got you people. <laughs> in this scenario, there were two times where I saw God. The first time was when we were watching Netflix on his laptop. He fell asleep. Okay, classic. He fell asleep, but this time he, he literally did fall asleep. I'm not making this up. Like people yeah. go, oh, he fell asleep. No, you didn't. You were wide awake. You look at my phone. You. I went to the bathroom, but no, <laughs> he was literally asleep, and he got some messages on the computer that were like super suspicious, and the numbers weren't saved. I was like, oh, that one's weird. Then another one popped up. I was like, okay, that one's really questionable. It was like, when are you coming back? Question mark. Question mark. Question mark. I'm like, mm, no dude is asking you that. That is a girl. Who is it? Right. I go through the messages all the way down until March. At that point, it was July. Right. So I went from March, April, May, June, July, five months of messages. I looked through and within those messages, I found like 13 super questionable sources, six of which I put their numbers in my phones and called the next day. So again, back <laughs> like to me calling. The most savage thing I've ever, <laughs> when she called those numbers, I truly never felt so much pride in my life. She really was like, no. Well, Hello. Hi. I only put, I only put a specific six in my phone though. Cause I was like, all right, these ones here seem a little so suspect that I just, I gotta know like why, how quick comment as well. If you are going to call people's phone numbers that you find in, in a man's phone. Okay. Or whomever your partner's phone, you're, you have to be nice to those people on the other end because you don't know. I was so nice. Was so nice. And it is why she got answers. Yeah. It was, I was so it's nice. No to one's them calling being like, why is your number in my man's phone? No, God, no, you no. can't scream. You can't scream at them. And also, by the way, everyone, if you're going through your man's phone and finding 13 numbers and saving six, you should have left him right there in the dust. And right. this is what we are going to conclude later on today with. I went through his phone and I found these numbers and I saved them and I called them because I wanted, I guess I wanted proof, but each and every phone call was more shocking than the next. Like every one of the girls was like, wait a second. 
he has a girlfriend? I was at his house last week watching a movie on his bed. I was like, whoa, (laughs) who are you though? Like it got to the point where it was just, I mean, it was truly absurd. And And I think this was like one of the most pivotal, pivotal, geez, one of the most pivotal (laughs) moments um, of our friendship because I will never forget. I was on my couch with Bill and I get a phone call from you hysterically crying outside. And I was like, oh my God, what's wrong? What happened? And I knew it was Junior because I knew, oops. (laughs) There you have it, folks. I knew it was him because Don't he had, at me because he was he was there um while you were like he was he was spending the week at your house and I was like oh no and that was like the first time you like truly opened up to me and and I feel like my first moment to step in and be like a best friend yeah oh yeah oh my god I remember that I remember that phone call like it happened yesterday the second sign from god in the situation with the basketball player was that I knew and God knew that if he had one, maybe two text messages in his phone, I would have stayed and I would have been okay. And I would have forgiven him because of all the elements of our relationship that I had already excused. And I felt like I was there. I was in it. I I couldn't just like let him go for one little mistake, two little mistakes. There were so many. Mm -hmm. God was like, you know what, Mariah? He's going to mess up 13 times and you cannot excuse that. Like, it's going to suck. You are going to be devastated. You're going to lose 10 pounds. You're not going to eat. Your brother is going to deliver you food into your bedroom, literally drive to your house and bring you food so that you eat and force you to eat. But you will not go back to this guy. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, like this is how it has to look for you. And I think that that says a lot about me and why now I don't want to forgive anything ever. Yeah. Even the smallest things. I'm like, nah, you know what? Been there, done that. Don't have time for Been it. Been there, done that. You know what? You don't want to, you don't like me. You, you have something weird. You're confused. You're lost. You're scared. Okay, well, guess what? Bye. And I immediately shut the door. I immediately closed down. I'm like, nope, I'm not wasting another Which second on you. Literally what happened in every single relationship you have been in after that basketball. Yep. There is something to be said about relationships that are supposed to happen. They just, they happen. They don't, they're not that difficult. They just take place. And maybe they, maybe if they're difficult in the beginning and then you come back to each other at a later point in time, when you come back to each other, that's easy. You have- Yeah, you always said that. You always said that. And so did my sister during the whole thing. You and her said that to me literally every time we talked about it. It was like the statement of like, love is easy mm-hmm. and it should always be easy. And when it's hard, that means it's wrong. Right. And that, that speaks to me even now. Yes and no though. Like I, that's where, so that's where it gets difficult because it's okay if it's hard in the beginning. It's Well, difficulties. I don't mean hard, like difficult or hardships. Hardships always happen. Difficulties always happen. I'm saying that if it's hard for you to rationalize loving this person, then they're not. That's wrong. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. To know the communication should be easy. The love should be easy. The feelings should be, it should just feel like normal. And this isn't difficult. I'm not trying to fit a square peg into a round hole. That's unfortunately what a lot of the relationships that you have had, they start off really easy. And then all of a sudden it feels like something's off, something's wrong. 
mm-hmm. place where I feel as though you can sometimes, you, you, you just speed up the process. It is yeah. my feeling that in order for you to have a successful relationship with someone, you need to give that person the chance to fall in love with you. They have to have a chance to fall yeah. for you in every way, shape, and form. A lot of times girls, ha- or I shouldn't even say girls, certain members of the relationship, one member might versus the other might feel like they're moving along quicker than the other person and they want to push that person to get to that point. Yeah. But you, you can't force that issue. So sometimes that's what I feel you have the tendency to do is not force the issue, but you do, you fall and then you expect them to be in that same position. And if they're not, yeah. you start to get a little like, okay, well then what, why? And then right. what did I mm-hmm. feel like they have, the only answer they have is, I don't know, I'm scared. And then you kind of yeet. Me again. I hope you guys can relate to this too. The feeling that if you like someone and it finally feels easy and not full of excuses like past things you've dealt with, you just want to know where they stand as well. I admit, I often ask this of people way too early on, but I feel like after I spent so much time forgiving things in my last relationship and making up excuses, if I do finally find someone that makes love feel easy, I just want to know that they feel it too. The next piece of the story happened about two years after basketball with a person I dated who was seemingly on the same page as me and even said I love you, and yet it still ended in disappointment. I took a ton of advice before starting this new relationship and felt completely ready to release control and just let love live. You'll start to hear my new frustration with dating, as I now tend to feel conflicted that even if we practice this see what happens method, sometimes it's the other person who actually convinces us with their actions and their words that they are completely ready for love. They might even say, I love you. And then for some reason, they still change their mind. They say, I love you to me once. I like, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Then they say it a second time. And they made that, they made it really clear. He was like, no, he was like, you know, I, I said that. I meant that. This is the actor. I was like, this is the actor. And I'm like, okay. You meant that I, I feel it too. I think, I think we, I think this is love. I will say here and now that there was a part of me that felt like I found the one mm. in that past relationship with that actor. Mm. And I was convinced and, and I said it to my family. I said it to my friends. I said it to you. I, I'm like Adriana. I think he's the one. Mm. Now, how do you rationalize me being single right now? Right. In, in a woman's mind, in a person's mind. But you know, I don't know how many guys are listening to this. So if girls are listening to this, I want to speak to them. Yeah. How do I rationalize being single right now when you and being okay with that and not feeling bitter, frustrated, sick and tired of the bullshit? Mm-hmm. How do I get past those angry feelings when I really found the one and I was completely blindsided? How do we go back into the dating world? with an open heart and, and excitement in our souls. Right. How? Especially when that one led you to feel the way you did. Like there was a distinct, I was heartbroken. There was a distinct amount of- Many people were heartbroken by this one. Yeah. I'll say the basketball player, that was college. My family was like, Mariah, that's long distance. It's hard. It sucked. That was not meant to be. But this? Yeah. Well, that's what happens when, you, when someone throws around the love, the L word. Let that yep. be sacred. 
let that be sacred for God's sakes. Why is it that we're out here saying love when, when you are going to up and leave in two weeks talking about, well, I'm not sure, you know, I'm scared. I I, I don't know what I feel. What? I'm not ready. I'm not, I'm not ready for the next step. It's like next step of what? So then don't say love. Right. Keep I didn't force him either. Nobody was like, um, so you need to say I love you no, next you week. So mature in that relationship. It, I was so positive. I was so chill with this one. I was like, wow, this is working. And you want to know the other crazy thing is I would go and visit him in the city and like he'd pop out in between literally during intermission of a show and I'd be there, we'd be chilling, and we're in the park and whatever. We're looking at each other and we're like, oh my God, this is this easy. feels so easy. Well, here's here's what I would say to that, because at the end of the day, I, I hear you that it's hard to get back into a space of believing that this is that you know you're going to find the right person when you think you already did and and what have you. I think it's safe to say now you know that he wasn't because the reality right. is if he was he would be here. Um number 1. Number 2, you also have to hold out hope that everything is going to work out and you're going to understand at some point why he wasn't the one. At yeah. some point, you're going to find the person that actually is the one and you're going to realize that, wow, thank God that didn't work out because if it had, I wouldn't be in, in this man's arms right now. And that's just the only right. way to keep yourself sane because at the end of the day, you can't just harp on that. And you also have to, to justify it with, I've learned. Mm-hmm. You've glowed through it. I hate to say it, <laughs> but yeah. ever since day one, like let's say- day zero was the end of the first relationship, you know, the college relationship and all the, I mean, you've dated like 15 guys. I want to say in that time period in some, I mean, casually, everybody went on some dates, but you know what I mean? There there were like three or two significant ones. Yeah. That were like pretty serious in between, but yeah, but you did have like you, you, you know, you had a lot of situations where they, Mm -hmm. you you got close to people, you know what I mean? And I yeah, feel like yeah, I've yeah. been a part of the whole process and I've watched you grow through the whole process. So you have mm-hmm. to have, you have to have faith in yourself in that you've, you've come so far, you've come this far. Think about yeah. how much further you'll be in a year. You will probably be with the guy because you will have weeded out all the things you don't want to be with. And you will have determined all the things that you do require in a relationship. That's a beautiful thing. And that's for everybody out there listening that might feel like, they're still knocking on death doors and they're trying to find the one and they don't know what it is and they don't know where he is and they don't know. Well, look at all, like, let's start to look back and and let's start to accumulate all of the information that we have now, all the things we know we love, all the things we know we hate. And let's, Mm -hmm. let's hold out for that good stuff. You know, let's, let's, let's seriously, let's start dropping breadcrumbs, start being the person that you want to date, start vibrating like that person do all the things that you would want and the right person will reciprocate and they will appreciate and they won't be afraid that's facts (laughs) you're spitting facts tonight (laughs) okay last time i'm gonna pop in here the goal of telling you guys these two particular relationship stories was to bring you into a piece of my life that i think can be all too relatable for people who are single We all can think back to relationships that maybe we allowed ourselves to make some excuses for. And I'm sure many of us can say that after we've kissed a lot of frogs, we may have come across a prince or a princess who ended up letting us down too. It happens, it's life, it's dating. 
But what we want to chat about now is how to put this all into perspective and maybe how to see dating in a different light since of course we can't just leave you guys with my vague heartbreak stories and no solutions. I think millennials especially can speak to the constant, silent nagging in the back of our heads that we just want to find the one when it feels pretty much impossible to find. We decided to bring on our producer, Chelsea, who found a super relevant article recently about millennial dating that we think you guys are going to love. Keep listening. We're in a constant competition of who can care the least. That's the only thing that matters in dating in 2020. Nobody wants to care about somebody because it's easier, cooler, more fun, funnier, more awesome to be like, I actually don't give a shit about anybody but myself because I am independent and I am doing yoga and I am so well and so put together. How dare I ever care about somebody that cares about me? I am here for myself, yay. But yet, and now here we all are alone. Right. That Hold is- on, let me, go, let me go do a stretch and then read a self-help book and then give somebody advice on an Instagram story and then post a meme about being alone and then complain when, you know, somebody doesn't text us first. We're like, all right, well, then I'm not going to text them first. It's well, a constant competition of caring the least because we have to prove that we are strong. And strong strength looks like not having, like, feelings, I guess. People want people who don't want them. Who, and that's been forever. I'm sorry. I started dating Bill 10 years ago, and I remember – I would never text him first. And it would become, it became a joke between the two of us that by the time like 5 p.m. rolled around, he would literally text me saying, you win. Because oh God. That's it was funny. clear that I was not going to text him and he ended up camping. This may be off topic, but like, I also think that like a lot of us are so used to like, the, like we grew up in that traditional setting where like you expect that. I'm sure you did too. Like you always expected that guy to make that first move. And it's like, correct. It's- we're living in this time where it's like nobody wants to be traditional anymore. And like everybody's freaking modern, modern man. That's kind of what I was saying earlier in the conversation with you, Mariah, where we grew up as millennials, where we all had like serial relationships as young kids, as like in high school, because it was pre technology like this. And now it's just a totally different ballgame for these kids. And I say kids, but like 18, 19, like we were in serious yeah. relationships at that time. And now I'm 30, so obviously I'm a little older than you guys are, but we grew up before it was a thing, so we were used to that, and now we're in this place where it's like, whoa, what is this, what is this weird, competitive lack of interest in one another? And why is it so awful to say your emotions and your feelings? Because if you are honest about how you're feeling about someone, then that means that you care too much, and that that person might potentially no longer want to be with you under any circumstance because they don't think they can ever get there. Right. right. But where is there? Yes, exactly. Which is why it goes back to when, again, when we were talking earlier about when certain situations that I was in didn't work out and they would say, well, I, I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm ready for what you're ready for. Right. What is our, Nobody has an end goal except Mariah. I'm the only human being that I can find in the nearby earth that has an idea of something I kind of desire. And everyone else is like, I'm not ready. That doesn't seem like it makes sense. It feels like 
there's got to be more people like us, Chelsea, me and you. Yeah, there's a lot of women. <laughs> there's a whole lot of women out there that are looking for a man and not one of us. And, and to the modern man point, I really like that because I've even come across that in a way of like, I'm looking for a man who's, um, you know, dedicated to his job, super ambitious, maybe lives by himself, has a good, you know, career trajectory, whatever, all these things. And with that in modern dating, I think comes that idea of like, well, she needs to reach out equally because she wants to be treated as an equal. Now men and women are equal, blah, blah, blah. So let's throw out all tradition. Right. Yet there's a little part of us as women, I think, that still wants a little bit of tradition. I don't know how to ask for that though, without sounding crazy. I don't know how to be like, look, I'm hella independent. I have a career that I love. I have my shit together, but I'm really going to need you to ask me on a date and set that date up. Right. And make that date happen. How do I not sound crazy asking for that? He's going to be like, well, you could set up the date. Aren't you Miss Independent? You have your shit together. So you could set up the date. When someone says that, I'm sorry. No, I'm such a traditionalist in this moment. Chivalry is not dead. That's what I'm saying. If a man wants to be with you and he wants to take you out and or he wants to he wants to potentially date you to the point where at some point in the future the two of you might decide that you want to spend the rest of your lives together potentially if that's right. even an iota of a chance in his head then he needs to treat you as such starting now does he need to take you home to mom first date no but can he open the door yes can he set up the 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 drinks it doesn't have to be dinner it could be drinks Yes. Right. Should you pick the place? Maybe not. He doesn't have to necessarily go all that all out like that, but you know, you tell him where you want to go. Maybe he gives them a, a call, a little call ahead. That's a right. Maybe it makes a little reservation. Okay. At a, at a, at the local Italian spot. I'm not asking for a lot here. Right. Us, there are some traditions I still like. Right. Us going completely off topic. What, <laughs> what's the next thing on the list, Chelsea, the hard hitter? I mean, we're overloaded with options. We are. It's easy to go someone. It's easy to not feel accountable for inflicting pain on someone. All of these things come back to the fact that we are overloaded with options. I can hop on two dating apps right now and slide in the DMs of anybody that I could ever want, even if they have a girlfriend and there's a chance that they'll either respond like a picture back. It it is so easy. Mm -hmm. Everyone is accessible. Name someone that's not accessible. I could literally DM Justin Bieber if I wanted to. Now he's not going to read it. Well, that means he's not accessible. But like if he decided to lay in his bed and go through his DMs, he might get to mine. Yeah, that's true. That's true. No, we're, we're, we have a lot more access. And not only that, there are so many options because if, if this one doesn't work out, it's all right. Swipe, swipe, swipe. And I don't know anything about that because my whole relationship started way before swiping exists. Chelsea, you use dating apps, right? Yeah, but I was going to say that I recently did a poll on my Instagram and the responses were all because I was asking them kind of what do they feel is wrong with dating as a millennial and it's like nobody either wants to put that much effort into finding that person because of the accessibility of these apps and like the fact that like if somebody doesn't like one thing or they or distracted by like a, something that that person does it's like okay let me toss that out and let me move on to the next thing without getting to know them or like yeah 
it's insane. Do you guys watch Black Mirror? Yes. <clears throat> that is what we are living in. This app generation, like pretend you were watching an episode of Black Mirror and look at what society does. We sit on our phones and we swipe left or right based on a person's image or a per frankly, I, whenever I get a chance, I try to get your, your Bumble account, Mariah, and I'm always swiping. She loves to swipe on my well, Bumble. You are not going to, not going to say it, not going to lie, a little bit of a hypocrite because you're swiping this Bumble and you know what you're doing? You are just judging. Left, 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 there left, is, you, left. Okay. You accept no one. And I'm like, why? No one. With this person. He's so cute. He says, well, look at, no, that joke. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> he's out look they give you an opportunity to write something and if we are going to be in this culture and everyone's going to be freaking doing it then yes am i going to care about your responses but here's the thing this is and chelsea you and i were talking about this yesterday when you were asking should i text blank mm -hmm. and i said to you absolutely not absolutely not and then you said i think we should call adriana and i said absolutely not <laughs> because she is going to tell you to text that man. And you were like, well, Mariah, don't you think we need to break this, this curve? Like, don't you think we need to be people that facilitate the, 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 the right thing to do? And I was like, nah. Well, I felt that. interesting that you would say absolutely not as if my advice isn't typically shrouded in gold to you. Her advice, Chelsea, is always correct. However, I knew Okay, regardless, she texted him. Let's Good. just say that. Good. But, but I didn't I didn't want her to because I'm bitter. Okay, well here's here's this is this is the only thing that I truly believe. This is it. Okay. This I'm is gonna, the kid edit of the day. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna drop the knowledge that I truly feel in my heart of hearts. Drop the bomb. Adriana's bomb. You can be with anyone you want. So long as you first in enable them to fall in love with you. You cannot be with people who haven't been given the chance to fall for you. Oftentimes in this modern world we live in where we are all very empowered and we're independent and we let what we want, we won't sell. We're content with being alone. We're content with being alone. We're able to swipe. We have more options. We don't give these things a, a fighting chance. We just say, all right, yeet, I'm out. But at the end of the day, no guy is going to come back pounding on your door if he didn't fall in love with you in the first place. And he can't fall in love with you if you're too busy jumping on his shit for every left and right thing that he did or didn't do, every text he did or didn't send. It took yeah. me four years to cultivate a, 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 a real relationship with Bill, and we broke up after that. And then we got back together and then we've been together for seven years since then. And that's been a real, that's been an actual relationship because guess what? He had time to fall for me. That's what brought him back. Now that's a very extensive, much longer conversation. But the point is, is that in these little relationships that you guys are having, you need to give the guy a chance to get to know you, understand you, see that you're a cool girl at the end of the day, because we are better than our weakest moments. And our weakest moments often happen when we're feeling lack of trust, we're feeling scared, we're feeling anxious. We are better than those moments. So these people aren't getting a chance to get to know the, the you that is fun and hysterical and, and amazing. And, you know, they're not getting to know that because you're spending so much of that beginning time anxious that it's not going to work. So mm -hmm. 
try not to do that. Try to just let it be. This is the advice I did give you, Chelsea, because then we did have a conversation without Mariah there. Okay. And wow. <laughs> that's what you get. Wow. <laughs> and I said to her, look, you need to start relationships where you're giving them a reason to, to, to miss you a little bit. Like have the conversations, like the guy, let him like you back. Then, you know, if you guys don't talk for a day, that's okay. Because it, yes, we're very connected, but we are so connected that everyone's so overstimulated. They've got so much to do. I hate my phone. I love my people. I don't want to talk to any of them. So I would only imagine that these guys might be in the same boat. They are in a place where they haven't fallen in love with you yet. And you can't expect them to be in love at first sight because unfortunately we're in a new, we're in a new time period. That's the thing about dating right now. We all are struggling to find the balance of should we reach out? Should we be on apps? Should we open our eyes and look? Should we let go and let God? We're all in this weird space of if we're single of not really being sure of what to do. It's just, it's really confusing. It's like, I just don't know. Yeah. Cause I feel like I'm just doing something wrong. Like I truly think that I'm doing something wrong half of the time. Well, you guys at the end of the day, I, and I, and I, t- I can't relate to that right now because of course I'm in a much different place in life. Um, and so I do understand. I mean, I, I don't understand what it is that you guys are going through. So it's very easy for me to sit here on my, on my marriage horse and say, well, you know, you have to be more indifferent. You have to do this. You have to do that. It's hard. I get that. It's hard for me. I feel every time Mariah, every time you date someone, and I'm sure Chelsea, now that you're on the team too, every time any one of my girls is dating someone, I feel like I'm dating them. And when they break your heart, they break my heart. Do you know how many messages I've sent guys after they've like ruined my girlfriend's lives being like, how dare you? And they don't answer me, of course. But it's hard. It is hard. I understand that. I just know what worked for me. And what worked for me was I was still myself throughout my whole situation. I was still myself, but, and I, I demanded my, what I demanded and he couldn't, he couldn't stand for that. He couldn't give me what I needed. So he broke up with me. And what did I do? I stayed myself. And eventually he realized, okay, this is someone I wanted. I, I, I was wrong. He comes back. And I had to, I had to fold here and there, but you just have to, they have to, they have to have time to fall for you in the first place. That's just something I truly feel. I think there's also a lot to be said about like the amount of time that we live in the gray area. And that goes back to the article too. This gray area feels so long lasting and like we, it's just hard to know ever what somebody's intentions are. You never know what someone's looking for because they could be on an app, which you would think is to find a person you want to date. Next thing you know, two weeks later, you guys have barely even scratched the surface of getting to know each other. And you're like, so what are you doing on the app? And they're like, I just want something fun. I am not looking for a girlfriend. I absolutely am not looking for a girlfriend. And you're like, why? Right. And why are you? What does that mean? Well, first of all, why are you on the app? Second of all, nobody's asking you to look for a girlfriend. That's like, I hate that statement. Like, stop looking. Nobody's really looking. But like, why are, I don't know. It just feels like. Is there not an app where like the option of just looking for fun isn't a thing? Is there not an app that's literally like, not just one that says, I only want a significant other as a result of joining this app. Everybody on like, let's say Hinge, which is the app that I tend to use the most often. I think that Hinge, you usually say looking for and and blank, whatever it is. 
you, most people say looking for a relationship or looking for, you know, we see, we'll see what happens. Um, but then sometimes in their bio, they will literally write, I am looking for something casual and I just want to have fun. I'm here for the weekend. And then you're like, oh, okay, cool. That's not for me. But some people say looking for a relationship. Mm. There should just be, start- you can't come on if you're not dead serious looking for the relationship. And if you ever say otherwise, everyone will lie. Right, right. Everybody will lie. Also, I'm sick of all of these dates. <laughs> I'm sick of these dudes. I am personally sick of them. I'm so sick. I'm That's sick the reason I'm so sick of love songs. So sad and slow. So why can't I turn off the radio? I skipped a little bit of a verse, but I just wanted to, I wanted to speed it up. Um, yeah, no, you're, I, trust me when I say, you're completely right all the time. Every, <laughs> you're never wrong. And with that, me, uh, Chelsea and I and the rest of the world that are currently single and a millennial, we all can relate to the fact that it's just frustrating and it's hard to feel like we're in a constant um, space of the unknown. Should we do this a little bit more? Should we do this a little bit less? Right. Are we being ourselves by wanting this? Are we being fake by wanting that? Right. Are we not being true to the love that we want by not promoting this side of us? Whatever it is, there's always this thing in question because we are not just out in the world meeting a great guy at a library and we fall in love at college. And that didn't happen for me. And right. that didn't happen for Chelsea. And it doesn't happen for a lot of women. So now we're all just 26 in this place like, so should I join Bumble or should I go to a a rooftop bar like where (laughs) and I work at a startup of all women and there's only eight of us and I see the same eight women every single day and I work in New Jersey in the middle of the suburbs and I'm not going to happy hours with guys that work on Wall Street at 6 p.m. after work because if I want to get to the city it's not happening even if you were going to those happy hours those guys are on their phones the entire time swiping on Bumble or talking to the person they met on on Hinge on Hinge right yes trust me I want to general PSA because I've been I've been speaking a lot of, of of blanket statements here you're speaking a lot of single wisdom honey you've had a husband for 21 years <laughs> I have no I have no right to speak single wisdom I feel I understand I'm gonna shut up because I don't know what it's like at all I only know through your lens Mariah so I'm mostly just coming down on you what else is new right. but I mostly I'm coming down on you. I do agree that it's impossible right now. I do. But I also, the, the believer in me feels as though, querer es poder. If you want it, it can happen. You just have to try to be delicate with the thing. Treat it like it's a, a rose in the very beginning, because it is. And mm-hmm. don't start, you know, plucking the, 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 the petals off of it too soon. Give it a chance. Water it. Water. Water. Put it in some water. We got to water the plant. Chelsea, you know how to say water? I can't. I've tried. You can do it. Water. <laughs> That's not bad. Like water. Some water. But anyway, the point is, I understand. I know it's hard. I'm not trying to blanket statement it like it's nothing. I just, you know, I see the value in, I see, I see you past all the bullshit past the beginning stages of fear and anxiety and and worry. And I just want other people to see that too. And I think that sometimes it's hard to do because you're valid in your feelings of anxiety and worry. It's valid, but we need to figure it out. You know, something's got to change or nothing will. 
you can't keep doing the same thing over and over again. There's got to be something different, whether it's who you're dating, whether it's where you're finding them, whether it's how you're approaching the beginning, that's for you and everybody else who's struggling. It's, we can't just put all of the, the, the onus on, on the dudes that they're, you know, we have to also look and say, okay, how am I growing? How did I grow from that last mistake? I think you guys are going to find your, your forever people. I think you do need to have a little bit of a better attitude about it. If mm-hmm. I get pregnant, you're going to find your man. And if that doesn't happen for either of us, we got to throw the whole situation out, throw everybody, throw us all out. Right in the yeah, it's, it's all it's all fun and games until you don't have a baby and I don't have a wedding and both of us just have dogs that we adopted. <laughs> mm, that'll be good. To round out the conversation, I am <laughs> hopeful <laughs> and I, I do try to be as positive as I can. And the cool thing is I think about myself and Chelsea, I think about you and, and about all my single friends. I mean, seriously, the majority of my friends are very single except for like two of my close friends, but like almost all of us are single. Um, and the, the, the good thing is we all keep trying and we all go back and, and talk to someone and meet someone and we go on a first date and it fails again. And we're like, ah, that wasn't it. You know, we're all still trying at least. Um, I'm not in a space where I'm like, forget this. Like I'm cold hearted. I'm really not. I'm over here trying to write you a whole paragraph, give you a hug, make you a meal and go on a date. You know what I mean? Right. So I, that, that's, I, I feel the hope within myself. Yeah. You, you, you're going to find someone who's going to love you for who you are and you're not right. going to feel like you have to change a thing. And that's the beauty of it. It just might take a little bit longer because we are in a time period where things, real things take a little longer to find, but it's going to happen for you, Chelsea. It's going to happen for you. You two are incredible. You guys are so incredible and you're beautiful and you're inside and out. There is no reason that you won't find your forever person and you just have to believe that. And I really don't want the takeaway to be that you're doing something wrong because you're not. For the people you're dating, maybe because they're not there yet. So yeah, it depends on it's not aligning. About. Are you dating someone that is ready? Because if so, it's gonna match like this. If you're dating someone who's not, you might have to dial back your expectations a little because unfortunately, we do have the tendency to put the picket fence, you know, next to the person the second you meet them, and that's not that's not realistic. So, you know, it depends on who you're talking to, but no matter how you slice it, you two are going to find who you're looking for. All of your friends are going to find who you're looking for. I've seen people find their person in the most unlikely time. And it's a beautiful, wonderful thing. So just trust that. And it's a, it's a, it's a blend between letting go and letting God and putting your best foot forward. Thanks for tuning in. If you loved this episode and it resonated with you, leave a review. Don't forget to use the code GLOW through it to receive 15% off your order on littlewordsproject.com. Have a cool topic or question? Submit it via email at hello at glowthroughitpodcast.com.